Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. everybody and welcome to invest talk it is wednesday april 17 2019 and i'm steve peasley and i want to thank you for joining me as you do every day and i started to hope you'll call me because this you guys drive the show not me um, and this is a financial show your calls anything financial is what i ask and if you don't call that's okay i got lots i can talk about but i would prefer to talk to you and what's on your mind as, as opposed to what i think is interesting Okay, so take advantage, if you will. And of course, our goal is financial freedom. Everybody's goal is the same. We all want to earn enough money where we don't have to worry about earning money. Isn't that true? I mean, that's. I mean, we're not we're not multi multi millionaires where we have money floating around or our families donating it. Most of us are working for our money and have to prepare for our own retirements. And that's me too. I'm in that same box. So that's what we're all about. That's financial freedom to me. It may mean something else to you, but that's the goal. Our number is 888-99-CHART. We're live. You can call me right now. Be happy to talk to you. Now, in today's Invest Talk, the main talking point here will be the ways people do not make rational money decisions as they reach retirement. The way people do not make rational decisions. You believe, believe me, they don't. And it's kind of a contrary because sometimes you, it's like sometimes it's directly counterintuitive what they're doing. I, I don't get it. So we're going to talk about that. <clears throat> and of course, I got other ones, other points I want to talk about. The Beige Book report came out. Remember, the Beige Book is put out by the Federal Reserve, the 12 Federal Reserve districts in the United States, and they talk about the economy. I want to talk about Alcoa, which missed their numbers. Why well, don't want to? There's a specific reason why I would like to talk about Alcoa. You know, every earnings season when they come out, because I'll I'll get into that. And did you see the report on China GDP? China GDP recovered, was up very strong. Hmm. Wonder what that's all about. And the question is, is that going to drive the market higher? Because with China, yeah, we'll go into that. See, I could talk about these things all the time. There's so many things I can, in different points, different aspects I can talk about too. And I didn't get to the 10 best places to live in in the United States. Comes out every year and that's yesterday. But, uh, the first place, uh, the first, this is the, there's a, based on 125 most populous metro areas. Okay, so these are big cities. Uh, and what is the, What's the number one place? And it's the same number one place it was last year. So we'll talk about those things. Okay, that's our talking point. The market was down today, but not much. The Dow is down three, the NASDAQ down four, and the SP down seven. So it's coming. Remember, we're reaching right near the hold highs, and that's acting as resistance. We'll see if we can break through. Did you see the Qualcomm Apple deal made yesterday? It was pretty, you know, lawsuits back and forth, big time, you know, big behemoth companies going after each other. Uh, well, 
uh, that was settled before the trial started. Settled. And the big winner is Qualcomm. Qualcomm stock was up big. Uh, and the reason being is because, you know, I, Qualcomm accused Apple of and patent infringement and probably because Qualcomm has tons of patents because they're the ones that came out with the CDMA and the TDMA, the, which are nothing more than the technology to allow cell phones to work, basically. Okay, so they have a lot of those patents, and they're collecting a lot of fees from different phone makers. And, of course, we're talking about moving to 5G, and the settlement was to pay Qualcomm some big bucks and to buy Qualcomm chips for the next five, six, seven years. The big loser of this, I don't know if it's how big, but the loser was Intel. So Intel is going to, you know, plus Intel is getting out of some of the 5G business. So the modem, modems, they're not going to make them. 5G modems. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Maybe that's what pushed Apple to settle this case. They need, they need the chips from more than just one source, and they were getting them from Intel, and they want to get them from Qualcomm. Maybe that was what pushed the settlement. I think that's very possible. Will Amazon... Shares reach two thousand dollars a a piece. With the price of the Amazon, would it reach two thousand dollars? And the answer is, in my mind, yeah, it's going to reach it. I don't see how it can't. Uh, right now, it's at eighteen sixty four at one thousand eight hundred sixty four dollars. A nine hundred sixteen billion dollar company. Sales are still growing like twenty percent. I mean, it's not a cheap stock, but. I don't see how it's not going to get there. Not. So, I just can't tell you when. See, that's always the trick. How, how soon? Did you see I, uh, IBM's revenues were disappointing? Remember, we're in the earnings season, so we're getting numbers coming out. Some numbers are great and some are not so good, but overall so far, they've been better than, they've been better than expected. Even, you know, remember, the experts have guided us to expect low and so we're expecting, and they always beat the expectations, but they're actually doing better than that, better than the expectation. So IBM, though, isn't. Now, this is a perfect example of creative destruction. IBM is of the old, on the, on the tail end, on the bad side, or the destruction side of the creative destruction cycle. I'm going to talk about this in our Investock Academy tomorrow. That's the title of the class of creative destruction. So this is a this is a good example. IBM is on the is will it be destroyed? They're spending lots of money on uh, on the cloud computing and artificial intelligence because they know that their existing business that's been around forever is is not the future, and that's all about creative destruction. Anyways, maybe the current CEO is going to get fired. She's been there since 2012 and doesn't seem like anything's really happening that good. Two IPOs are coming out tomorrow, Pinterest and Zoom. Pinterest, the website for pinning images and shopping, has plans it will go public at a valuation of about $11 billion. It's a lot. Zoom, the video conference company, company, uh, they're they're going to be much 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 smaller. Okay, I don't know. We don't. I don't know exactly what they're going to come out. But it's, those are two IPOs. Remember what I've said about IPOs. You do not invest in them. You do not. You 
You, me, we do not invest in IPOs. We, we won't. And then I've gone over that why several times. If anybody wants me to go over again, you got to call up and ask, and I'll explain it again. Okay? So as you can tell, there's always interesting news. There always is every day. I think it is. That's why I love doing what I do. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I've got a save-to-date reminder for you. Remember, I'm going to be in San Jose on May 1st. That's just a couple weeks away in Northern California, San Jose. I encourage you to make plans to sit down with me if you can. It's no-cost portfolio review consultation. I will look at your portfolio, talk about your retirement plans, your financial life, maybe give you some suggestions. And you know, I'll talk about our programs too, but it's not, I don't, I'm, I'm one of these guys that doesn't push anything. Just don't do it. And that's Wednesday, May 1st. Go to investtalk.com, send me an email, make, or call 888-99-CHART. We are powering through the third week of April. Earnings in the market look pretty good. How about your portfolio? You want and need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. So Steve is here now taking your calls live. Step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. Okay, on today's Invest Talk. My main talking point is about ways people do not make rational money decisions as they reach retirement. And there's proof. There's proof of that. So, you know, why it's been shown that after about 18 years into retirement, individuals generally spend only about 20% of their nest egg. Whereas the same people started collecting Social Security at 62. So what is it? You know, are you... You don't want to spend the money you saved, but the money you could have made would have been a lot more if you just waited. But no, you retired and started collecting Social Security at 62, and you're getting about about 70% of the full benefit available if you retired at 67, started collecting at 67. So you're worried about not spending money after being in retirement, but you took Social Security early. Makes no sense. That's not a rational equation there as to why, why would you do that. If you're worried about spending too much money in retirement, then work longer. So it just doesn't make sense. That's one of the things. Um, some of the asset allocations, some of the things people do with the assets they have, they don't make sense when you're in retirement. Some people will stay in the stock market and and put their money at risk when they're in retirement and they need it in retirement. Almost like, well, gee, i got to hurry up and get caught up. But they're risking their money. A much more higher risk than they should. That's not rational. You need stable retirement income in retirement. So why don't you take that? Why don't you do that? Why don't you invest for the stability of that? People don't. Um, you know, there's there's a rule of thumb that you can take out about 35 to 5% of your money every year in retirement. And live off it, and that would. And if you invest your money on a conservative basis, you'll never run out of money. Very few people do that. They don't. They either take way too much, or they don't take any. <laughs> it's it's really interesting that 
they're making irrational decisions. And it's not hard decisions, I don't think. It's, I think what happens is emotions get in the way. You're fearful that you're going to run out of money if you take this much money. Or you're greedy. You think you're going to, you can make a lot more money. I don't, by staying really risky in the market. What is the thinking there? I'm not sure why it's a behavioral behavior investing is very interesting and it's very difficult to figure out. But that's why I like to sit down and meet with people because we can get more rational about the decisions because remember, I'm, I'm, I'm an independent thinker. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to convince you to take more money out, spend it faster, earn it. And I'm going to tell you the truth. You have enough money. You don't have enough money. You need to work or you don't need to. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And maybe with, if, if we, we money managers, you know, become more blunt with our potential clients and our clients as to what they should do, maybe that will help may make more rational decisions. I don't know. I tried with my clients. I certainly do. But we'll see. 888-99-CHART on today's main talking point. That's, you know, uh, everybody's looking for retirement. You're going to have to retire sometimes. Sometimes you're going to be forced to retire. Many people in retirement didn't want to retire, and they were forced to retire. So don't think it's always your choice. It's not necessarily your choice and on your timetable. So be very cognizant. That's why you got to really think about it ahead of time. Think about it ahead of time and, you know, start early. If you're late already, you're late, but you still can make it better by, you know, earning more money and putting it away and investing it. But as you get older, you got to take less risk. It's as simple as that. Less risk. And, of course, you should have available to you through your money manager, your uh, investment advisor, such as us, ability to take less risks. And, uh, you know, I have those kind of programs. This is the best talk. And we're now halfway through the April. Can you believe that? April 18th. We're more than halfway through. So, <laughs> I mean, this is through the second, halfway through the second quarter. I mean, no, it's not. Uh, and we're into the second quarter, okay? That's why we're help, here to help you. What are we going to do the rest of the year? How can we achieve financial freedom? And we do that by answering your questions. So give us a call. Reach out. Give me a call. You can, you know, we'll be happy to talk to you. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. 888-992-4278. market continues to show ups and downs, and of course you want unbiased investing advice. So, Steve is here taking your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Jerry in Palo Alto. How are you doing, Jerry? Steve, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Good. So, uh, Yamada Gold, AUI, it's taking... Kind of a hit over the last uh, few weeks. It's got a trading range. This one I trade a bit. Uh, I know gold took a hit at least the other day. I haven't been paying attention too much. But is there a re-entry point that you like? Yes. As far Yamada Gold, everybody, A-U-Y, Yamada Gold, Inc., it's a Canadian company engaged in the mining and exploration of gold and silver properties. Um, so it's a $2.1 billion company. Its stock is $2.29. The range is about uh, uh, about 
10 cents up to about three dollars and 20 cents and today it's at two dollars and 29 cents and just for everybody that, that's a pretty good percentage range it's not you know even though it's a low price the percentage movement is pretty dramatic it's fallen it's fallen um recent days because you know actually the dollar has not is flattened the last week or two um and I, I, gold just you know, because the economy is doing well and stuff gold has been kind of struggling even though it did very well out of the december lows um this stock has given up about 50 percent of that gain and it should start to find support right around where it is jerry you know right around 230 has a lot of support a lot of support right at 210 tons of support there it should you should see it, you know it's fell hard the last couple three days, and I'm not sure was it the earnings the gold stock could help weather the potential storm. Yeah, those sales Brazilian mine. Okay, so that was because they sold a mine. I think that you know I, I I think gold actually would do pretty decent once we get past this whole year. I think we'll look back and say oh gold did pretty good for this year. It's just now struggling. It had a great. Uh, January, February, but now it's starting to struggle. Back, it started in late February, early in March. All through March, kind of sideways to down, and then, you know, right now it's falling off a little bit. So this might be a good place to pick it up. I might wait a few days to see if it trades sideways on you, Jerry, before you pick up any. Right. AUI, everybody. Okay, you, you might go. Good luck with it. I hope it works, Jerry. Good luck with it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So the Bayes book. The Bayes book is put out by the Federal Reserve. It's a survey of the 12 districts, Federal Reserve districts, of the health of the economy. The conclusion, it comes out every month, or not really every month, but like every five or six weeks. And for the March and early April reading, the conclusion was slight to moderate pace that was the conclusion slight to moderate pace they said there was sluggish sales retail sales and general from general retailers they said there was sluggish sales in auto dealers they said the market uh, labor market is tightening and is producing some upward pressure on wages right? that's good for the wage earners is it not so that was their conclusion um and again, this is a survey on all the districts, and it's not necessarily a leading economic indicator. It's pretty much a coincidental indicator. In other words, right now, picture of the economy right this minute. And so, you know, that kind of ties in with all the economic statistics we get. We've been getting. Economy is healthy, not great, not bad, not overheated, not struggling, that kind of thing which it seems to be more like a Goldilocks situation. Isn't that perfect? Isn't that what we want? Kinda. So, I, I think it's, I think it's a, a pretty decent reading. And the stock market, you know, has been doing well. And you got to think that the stock investors think, well, it's a pretty good economy. Not overheated. It's not really inflation. Uh, China and, and U.S. trade deals seems to be moving forward. They don't see any big, huge problems. Now, earnings are coming out. Hey, they're coming in better than expected. All supportive of the stock market, right? Don't How come I feel like that another foot, the second foot's going to drop and it's going to be painful? <laughs> We're moving into, remember there's an old saying, go away in May. Here it is, late April. I mean, well, middle to late April. 
um, middle April, and um, you know, April is usually a pretty good month. May is usually not. So we'll see if it's true this year. Interesting, interesting stats going on here, and you know, it's just interesting. I think. Okay, here's more proof that uh, people, especially millennials, are willing to pay extra for convenience. Walmart will further test this concept when, when launch a, when a subscription service for kids' clothing. Beginning today, you can sign up to have Walmart automatically drop off a box of clothing, any and accessories tailored to your child's taste. Why would parents want this? Well... No need to pack up the kids and get in the car and drive to Walmart, I guess. You know, the convenience of having things dropped off at your house. And all this is to fight Amazon, right? <laughs> I mean, it really is. And Walmart have, has a pretty good a pretty good playbook to combat Walmart. I mean, combat Amazon. This is one of the things they've been trying to, trying to do. You know, delivery, free delivery. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, what Zoom and I Zooms what Zooms IPO says about the video collaboration space. Zoom technology works, while competitive offerings from large technology giants like Microsoft and Cisco have been shown to produce unreliable results. And that's the story tomorrow. Zoom. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99 Chart. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? YCharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. This is InvestTalk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure that your investments are performing as well as they should be? Well, there's a treasure trove of wealth-building information freely accessible right now at investtalk.com. You'll find investment strategies and unbiased guidance. 
The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve with Justin. My name's Osai from Grand Rapids. I just got a question about Kemet Corporation, ticker symbol K-E-M. I own it and uh, maybe looking to buy more. It has a good evaluation and they're in a good business as far as making electrical components for the future. It has a scary chart, though. just want to get you guys' input. Thank you. Okay, Kemet Corporation. Uh, K-E-M is a symbol. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Manufactures solid film, electro, electro, electrolytic capacitors for electronics, OEMs, and distributors. It's a small company, a billion-dollar size. So it's a small company, not a microcap, not tiny, just small. Uh, they're growing pretty fast, 14 to 20% sales in the last three or four quarters each. Before that was 50, 60%. So it slowed down from that. Earnings are going to be this year $3.39, and that's a almost 100% increase from the year before. Next year is going to go up only 5 more percent, $3.57, but it's a $17.58 stock, so that's cheap, right? Very, very cheap. Talking about a P of what? Five? And a five-year range is five to 77, so very inexpensive with a return equity of 33% with not too much debt. Uh, you know, you got to say that it's a pretty good company as far as it's always made, well, it's made money since 2015, but 2014 and 2013, they lost some money. Not a lot. Probably very cyclical in nature. I, I don't know who, who they make the electronics for. I want to know if is for the is it for the auto industry? What kind of industries are they? You know, are they selling to? I'd have to see that. I do more homework because if it is, it's going to be a very cyclical. Probably is a very cyclical stock. And it what it's got as high as what twenty nine dollars last year. And seventeen dollars fifty eight cents. That's the highest it ever was ever last year. Twenty nine dollars. Uh, today it's seventeen, and it looks like it's finding a lot of support in this range. Seven sixteen to eighteen dollars. A lot of support. So I don't, you know, unless something happens with the economy, I think this stock will not uh, not go down. We need some kind of spark. That sales growth increase instead of falling would be that spark. But we'll see. KEM, everybody. KEM. Kemet Corporation. Okay, Alcoa, Alcoa missed their numbers in the first quarter. Missed. Why is I why am I talking about Alcoa? The reason I'm talking about Alcoa is because it's a pretty big bellwether stock. They sell a lot of aluminum to car companies. They sell a lot of aluminum to industrial production companies, you know, that kind of thing. So if they have good sales, it usually is reflected or it, it, it you know, ripples out to the rest of the economy. So they had a wider expected loss in the first quarter, and their sale, that's their earnings loss, and the sales missed expectations as well. There's a surplus in the market, and the lower demand is coming from China. So this is putting, you know, not, you know, this means Alcoa is not, you know, the bellwether that we would like to see. We would like to see the sales be growing and demand increasing. We're not seeing that. We're not seeing it's falling apart either. It's just kind of goes along with the beige book where we're seeing slight to moderate pace in our economy. 
And Alcoa is reflecting that. And it's one of the reasons why I like to look at Alcoa, because it does reflect the economy. And it's one of the first, uh, um, it usually comes out very early on in earnings season. So it gives you an idea. So that's Alcoa. Alcoa. The thing that will turn it around will have to be uh, not us, because we're doing our part, us meaning the U.S. It's going to have to be Europe, China, and most likely China to spark other, other economies to grow. Not us, because we're growing already. We're doing our part, growing 2.5%, got up to 2.9 last year on average. For our size economy, $20 trillion, that's pretty good. Uh, China's economy is, what, $14 trillion? And they're growing decently, too. Not, you know, I'm not saying they're not. It's just that if we're going to have a spark, it'll probably have to come from someplace else. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley, everybody. You heard me say it many times. There are really only two emotions in the market, fear and greed. Only two. And I understand many investors and are experiencing fear and are unsure. I understand that. I know that. I can see the fear. But we also have greed. They're, you know, People want to make more money and they think they're going to make a killing. On you got to control both these emotions, everybody. So how, how, when you invest in your money, how do you control it? Well, one way is to understand your risk tolerance, how much risk you're comfortable with. And to find that out, we have a free little tool that you can use. It's called uh, Riskalyze. And you go to our website, just answer the few questions, and it'll give you a risk score from 0 to 100. And just to give you an idea, 80 is the S&P 500. That's about what it is. And it will tell you how risky, risk, how much risk you're really wanting to take. Are you comfortable taking? And then if you send me the portfolio, I'll put it in the same software and we'll, we'll, we'll score that too and see if it matches up with your own personal risk. That's how you do that. So go to investtalk.com. Go ahead and take it. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number. We're live. 888-992-4278. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. If, to any degree, you are unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio, now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for individualized guidance. You can start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. And be sure to save the date. On Wednesday, May 1st, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose, California to sit down with listeners who understand the value of a no-cost portfolio review. So tell your friends and register to meet with Steve on May 1st. The Invest Talk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go ahead and talk to Mark in Union City. How you doing, Mark? Uh, thank you. Not too bad. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Steve, uh, last year, right about, uh, I guess, October, September, October, when the S&P went down, uh, I took the, you know, I listened to a lot of the, these talk show hosts, whatever, that the market's crashing, uh-huh. so I went out to cash and never bought into the dip in December. 
And I'm wondering, where the heck is this crash that everybody's talking about? It seems like the market keeps going up and up and up. Is there a correction again? Is anybody expecting another correction, or is just a bunch of, you know, yes? It, there will always be another correction, but Mark, no one can tell you when it's going to happen. I can tell you that when everybody expects something in the market, it generally does not happen. Because, think about it. Think about it uh, uh, from a, a uh, psychological point of view. If everybody's talking about a crash and uh, talking about, I'm worried about it, and I'm, you know, it's in the news, that means they have money on the sidelines to invest. That means they've already gotten out as much as they're going to get out. That money on the sidelines slowly trickles back into the market because they think they're missing out while the market's moving up. So they're pushing the market up even though they're the frightened ones. So when everybody's talking about the market's going to crash, it probably is not going to happen. Okay. When they stop talking about it, when they say, oh, everything looks really great. I'm thinking, you know, that's when I start to worry. You know, so um, is the market going to crash? No, not anytime soon, I don't think. Um, and well, it will the probably reason I got only... out is because I, I was watching this show, uh, show by some financial advisor and they were talking, uh, you, you lose 50%, by the time you want to gain it back up, uh, you just level up, and then you lose again. That was, that's why I got out. Otherwise, I usually just dollar cost average, buy and hold, and I was doing pretty good. Uh, but uh, if I got 10 or 15 more years to go, uh, I should just uh, go ahead and get it back in the market and just close my eyes and let it ride. What do you think? Well, if you got 15 years, I would not. I would not jump back in if you're all the way out. I would not. But once you get back in, stay in for those 10 or 15 years. Uh, never get completely out. You can produce some cash on the sidelines, but never get completely out because no one can time the market that way. You just can't. Uh, the best thing is the dollar cost averaging. I might wait. Uh, wait for the summer, waiting for a possible correction. And again, I don't know, but I think if you're buying now, you're buying into the top. You know, so I, I wouldn't. I would be very slow about buying in at this point. I would probably wait myself if I was out. Mark, appreciate the question. Thank you. Let's go to John in San Jose. How you doing, John? Fantastic. <laughs> Better than I deserve, as Dave Ramsey says. <laughs> well, I'm that's calling great. about rig, R-I-G, as a short. As a short, oh, okay. Uh, rig is Transocean, everybody, provides offshore contract drilling for oil and gas wells worldwide. Sales have been pretty decent. They picked up in the in December quarter. I want, when's, do you know when their earnings are going to come out? The 28th John? of this month, I believe. Yeah, well, I would probably wait till that number comes out if I were you, um, because you know you just never know. It could crash or it could do great. So I, I don't like when it's close to the earnings announcement. I kind of wait. Now they're not making any money. They're going to lose eighty-three cents this year. They're going to lose forty-two cents this year next year. So, but sales have increased. So that you know they're eight dollars and sixty-nine cents stock. And it's probably worth much less than that. Probably worth about five bucks. I, I, but that's why I wondered because I, I was laughing because I know a lot of restaurants that are full of people 
and they still go broke. Yeah, you, you know do. what I mean. Yeah. So the, the sales can increase, oh, yeah. but uh, so instead of losing eighty-six cents, they only lose seventy cents. <laughs> yeah, they're still losing money, but yeah, they feel like, oh, hey, they're we're still improving. Losing money, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you're still losing money. I, I, I would, you know, I would never buy this stock, and I would tend to want to short it. It's hard to short an under ten dollars stock, though. I'll, I'll warn you about that. Because it gets very volatile I, when it gets yeah, under ten dollars. I'm a day trader, and I, I short it every day. But I, I just wonder what uh, your thoughts were uh, on it because I wouldn't buy it either. Yeah, it's probably going down some more. That it should, it deserves a lesser price, in my opinion. It really does. John, appreciate the call. Thank you. That's Rig, everybody. R I G, R I G, um, Transocean is the name of the company. China's GDP came in. 6.4% year-over-year growth. That was much better than expected. Now, remember, they put it, they they put it, they have been trying to stimulate their economy, and maybe that's what we're seeing working. They had a big jump in the industrial production of eight and a half percent. Now, you gotta remember, China doesn't work like a free economy works. If the government says you need to produce more widgets, guess what? They produce more widgets, whether they sell them or not. They still produce it, and that distorts the numbers. There's not a pure supply and demand kind of economy. So, no one, you know, everybody takes, everybody in the West takes these numbers with a grain of salt, but they are good numbers. But you still are skeptical of them. Of them. But So, China has, you know, did they're not really quantitative easing, but they have done things because they do different th- things than we do. They don't have like a central bank like we have. Um, it's very difficult um, for us, the West, to understand how they stimulate things because they don't do it like we do it. And it's a, a, a command economy from the top. They say produce X, they produce X. So is this really demand for all the stuff they're producing? Or is there is just a kind of a false sense of demand, which, you know, it's how it works. So you kind of take that grain of salt, but you still have to be, uh, have to say the numbers are good. You still have to say that the economy looks like they picked up in China. You know, I'm not so convinced that they have. I think these numbers are a little distorted, but it's still, you still take them. You got to work with something, you know, know, so, and so you just accept it. You accept the the problems that you're that they have, and you accept the problems of the, with the numbers, but they are good numbers, and that was coupled with the positive trade talks with us. You know, market likes it, so maybe we're going to see the world economy turn around and do a little bit better. Mind you, I'm still on my recession. We are going to have a recession. By the way, I guarantee you we'll have a recession. I just can't tell you exactly when. No one can. But we we have a free economic system which has recessions, expansion, recessions, expansion. And it's the length in between them that's very difficult to determine. But I think we're a lot closer to the next recession than the numbers tell us. Why? Because the expansion phase since 2009 when it started is in a couple of months will be the longest on record. Longest on record. So it's just a natural consequence of all that length of expansion. 
Might be because we had not very strong expansion for a number of years when it started to expand. And that may be why it's long. This is MS Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, and that is to help you achieve financial freedom. Help you achieve it. We all want financial freedom. And our work continues after this break, so get your questions ready. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, what Zoom's IPO says about the video collaboration space. That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Eight 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 ninety nine chart Let's talk to Vivian in San Jose. How you doing, Vivian? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Um, I am good. I you want to find talk, out talk about bonds? Recently, uh, California issued um, new bonds, and for mm-hmm. um, yes, you know, doing roads and all that kind of stuff, structure stuff. And I wanted right. to know what your take is on them, and if they would be a reasonably safe place during a recession market. Yeah, bonds are pretty darn. California bonds or U.S. government bonds, any uh, most state bonds are very are pretty darn safe. Of course, the U.S. government is the safest, but California's bonds would be very stable, even in a recession. They still be pretty darn stable. So yeah, you can hold on to those and feel pretty pretty safe about them. Yes. So if that's what you want to do to help diversify your portfolio, it's a good way to do it. And you will get that income from those bonds. You will. Okay. Thanks, Vivian. Appreciate the call. Let's go to uh, Vitaly in Atlanta. How you doing, Vitaly? Doing well, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and thank you for making the call. You guys, you guys drive the show. So, you want to talk about emerging markets? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I just wanted to find out your opinion on VWO um, at this time in the economic cycle. I'm not sure if it's a good time to be holding on to this or if I should uh, lock in the profits. Do you already have it or do you want to buy it? I have it, but I mean, if you think it's a good buy currently because it has been going up, I could you know, buy more yeah. shares. Yeah, the trend is your friend. There's that old saying, it's the trend has moved up since the bottom. Uh, I think it might go higher. China, you know, it went moved up nicely today because with the China numbers that I just talked about are true, that's going to help the emerging market. So if China turns its economy around and starts to start to spark along again, uh, all emerging markets and even Europe will, will benefit. So I would hold on to it. You could add some to it. Just don't overload it in your portfolio. And you can follow it with, you know, a stop. So if it starts to turn down on you, you know, have a, a place to get out, if unless it's a long-term hold for you. Okay? But I would hold on to it. Okay. Thanks, for ta- Thanks, Vitaly. I appreciate it. Okay, let's go to Jamie in Palo Alto. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm doing good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. And I'm actually calling about uh, fuel rate. G-L-R-Y, ticket symbol. Uh, I got in at about 110, then it's been going down and down. Uh, I'm only 30 years, uh, 36 years old, so uh, I'm looking into the future and uh, should I just buy more? Because I think, you know, the, uh, the cannabis market uh, probably in the future will explode. Uh, 
it will go better. What do you think? Well, it probably will. I think the market for cannabis, this is a marijuana, develops and supplies cannabis-based medicine, drugs, and oil products in 12 countries. The problem you have with this company is they don't make money. Sales are growing great, but they don't make money. Uh, it's a $4.7 billion company, but it only does like 10 to $15 million in sales a quarter. Th- that tells you that the sales to price a $50 share is way too high, and they're not going to make money this year, and they're not going to make money next year. They're going to lose less money. But see, I don't like you I don't like you to buy or own any companies that don't make money, and this one doesn't make money. It, it peaked at $240 uh, a year ago, and here it is now at 50 now you say, well, it's cheap now. What's two hundred forty? Is now fifty? No, no. Uh, how about how about it doesn't make money, so it's not wasn't worth two forty, and it's not worth fifty now. Will this industry be good? Yeah, I think the industry is going to expand. Yes, I just don't can't tell you that this is the one that's going to be the winner. I don't know that. Appreciate it, Jamie. Thank you. Uh, how much time do I have left, guys? Helen in San Jose. How you doing, Helen? I'm doing fine. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks. Um, I have uh, different calls on Amazon, 1800 and uh, 1300 And the 1800 is losing money, and the 1300 um, are making money, and overall making money. Mm-hmm. But both of them are okay. starting Jan- January next year, so in nine months. And I'm thinking, you know, May is coming, and so you may and go away. And I'm just wondering whether right. I should uh, keep that position. I should close the position. And well, I would probably take some profits, but I don't think I'd close it completely because I do think Amazon will go higher. It's just how much and how, over what period of time. Helen, I'm sorry, I got to call. I got to call it. Thank you very much for the call. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Rest Out program, everybody. And I really do thank you for your support, your calls, your questions. Please come back tomorrow. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.